following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, it's time for another edition of Mick Shots. It's another week for Mickey inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. I'm Bill Jones in my home office, Everson Walls in his home office. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about once again. Boy, do we. My you know, goodness. we all almost predicted that score about exactly right. <laughs> Mickey had it for a second there. And then, remember, so what was your score? I believe remember? mine was 30 to 28 with a game driving, uh, uh, yeah. game winning field goal. You almost goal. had it too. You had it at 30 almost. to 28. I mean, yeah. Seattle was up 30-28. to 28. Mickey, I thought, had it with a game-winning field goal also, didn't you, Mickey? I, I did, and you know, when it was around 30-22, I'm thinking, okay, because I picked 36-33, right? I'm thinking Seattle's going to kick another oh, field goal. Right. If the Cowboys at least score uh, two more touchdowns and miss an extra point, which certainly could happen, right? Uh, they were going to hit 36. Yep. I go, I got this. And then it didn't work out so well. <laughs> all right, before we all get started here, a little message. Uh, let's uh, behind-the-scenes message to Chris Beam that we are hearing uh, what's going on. Uh, right he now. just I think took care of it. He's there on he top he of it. Oh, okay. Christopher, yes. All right, very good. You know, and I, if memory serves me right, I had Seattle winning that game. Yes, you uh, did. And I think it was 38 yeah, and you were 31. the jinx, Bill. Huh? You were the reason we lost. <laughs> that we need positivity here, and you I'm were not... the jinx. Wait, you All didn't right, say 38 so 31, did you? <laughs> I want tape on that. I believe I said. I believe no, I his said, score was pretty low, if I recall. No, I had it. Well, I had a high scoring. I had like 34 31. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, but anyway, so much to get to. And uh, it could have very easily have been the other way around, if not for mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. The myriad of mistakes that put this team in another hole. And, Mickey, I'm sure you could fill more than 45 minutes talking about all that. <laughs> I, I absolutely could because I, th- I just got done finishing 1,400 words on it, by the way, uh, for DallasCowboys.com. Ah. But I thought Mike McCarthy, after the game on his uh, post-game press conference, hit it on the head. He goes, we are not a very clean football team right now. And I I couldn't agree with him more. You cannot make the mistakes they make. And I don't care if you throw for 450 yards again and become the second quarterback in NFL history to have back-to-back passing yardage of at least 450. Uh, I don't care if you become uh, the first Cowboys team to have uh, plus 500 yards in back-to-back games. <laughs> if you make the mistakes they made in that game, I don't care if you overcome a 15-yard deficit. It's still hard to win a game. 
You can't fumble the ball at the goal line, recover it at the one, and it turns into a safety. That's two points. You can't have, and I'm going to maintain both of those extra points were blocked. The first one, if you go back and look at it, Puna Ford gets penetration. He's got his hand in the air, and the ball did just a weird thing. So I'm going to give Zerline the benefit of the doubt, but even not, you can't miss two extra points. Now, I just gave you four points, right? If, if I take those four points, give the Cowboys two more, and Seattle two less that they shouldn't have had, only thanks to the Cowboys, it's a 36-33 it's a game in that last possession, and Dak doesn't have to desperately throw the ball into the end zone at the end because he's got a field goal in his back pocket to tie the game. That's so, right, Spanish. And if I, and, and you know what? And if I go into the two turnovers, Dak's interception at the end of the half, there's hardly any time left. And in 29 seconds, they score a touchdown. And then you come out, he gets sacked, the ball comes out, they score another touchdown. You've got a struggling defense as it is, and then you just hand the hottest quarterback in the NFL 14 points. He didn't need those 14 points. He was doing enough on his own. And, and, and you make those mistakes. And until they clean this stuff up, you are not going to recover the way they did in Atlanta every week and score 40 points to have to win a game. There, I only I took five minutes. I only took five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it, took me, it gave me a chance to, to, to do, have some notes. I, I put some notes down while you were talking. Uh, I would have to say that, you know, can we say that uh, the defense actually improved from the two previous games, are we allowed to say that? I mean, when you think about it, our third down percentage was way up. I was impressed with the effectiveness that they had in spots against Russell Wilson. Uh, to see him be a little bit hesitant in some of the things that he was doing, we actually were consistently uh, holding them to uh, at least to have them think about what they're trying to do as opposed to just being able to just go up and down the field. We actually gave them a bit of resistance and then that's when the mistakes happen. It's not just fumbles. It's not just uh, extra points. It's also coverage. You know, we had, uh, I believe, in the three touchdowns that I saw, I don't think anyone was around for I'd say about 10 yards on each touchdown. The first three touchdowns, they were so wide open, those also came from mistakes, coverage mistakes in the secondary. Not just that, when you look at the, the pass rush for the Cowboys, we did improve. We got three sacks by one player. He had a great game in Alden Smith. That's kind of what we have come to expect from him. But the problem you have is people staying in their lanes. When you have a, a player like Russell Wilson, you've got him on third and six. He's, he knows that you're going to be coming after him. He saw that our, our pass rush was better. So he started to use that against us. He would allow you to uh, lose your lane coverage when it came to the pass rush, and then he would buy more time with his amazing pocket presence. He will fake like he's gonna run, draw you in, 
buy himself uh, room for the outside, and there's your man wide open, third and six, third and four. We tried to do a good thing. We had Jalen Smith as a spy. That was a good idea. But the spy also has pass coverage. So there was this game between Wilson and Smith in regards to do I make him stay back and play pass so that I can run for those yards? And sometimes he would, come, he would fake the run, come back, Jalen would come forward, or any of the coverage would come forward, they become disarray, and there's an open man right in the middle. It was a chess game that we lost because we've never defensively been able to play chess. We're always playing checkers on defense while the quarterback, at least in this particular instance, he was definitely playing chess, and that's Russell Wilson. So I'm going to ask you guys this question, and you both can maybe give me a good answer. How do you have that many busted coverages in one game? Because as Everson said, you know, and, and, and I wrote in my column, you know, social distancing is good for our society. It's not good in coverage. You can be within six yards of the receiver. There was, there was, of his five touchdown passes, only one was somewhat contested. Okay? The rest of them, they're wide open. How do you have that many busted wide coverages? Open. Well, that's a great point, about, Dr. Fauci. about this week about changing the defense. Jalen Smith complained about the, uh, the defensive uh, game plan was always too thick. They were going to whittle it down a little bit to where we could kind of absorb it defensively. Well, maybe it did happen a little bit because we seem to have a little bit more effectiveness against a, a, a blazingly hot quarterback. But in the end, it was still the same old story. Not only were the mistakes there, but the pressure was not. Down the stretch, I'd say his last three drives, I don't know if Russell Wilson got touched unless he decided to run uh, past the line of scrimmage. And it was so disappointing to see how we were effective in most cases without the mistakes. And then when it came down to it, especially after we had the game, what we thought was the go-ahead drive in the game, we thought it was going to be a game-winning drive, we still ended up collapsing defensively on the D-line. You know, it seemed like at times, and, and you guys tell me, it seemed like one guy in the secondary didn't have the call right. Like, everybody's playing zone, and that guy wants to play man and leaves the area. Or everybody's playing man, and that guy thinks he's zone, and he drops off, and no one covers a guy running free down the middle of the field. How does that happen? You, you can't make that many mistakes. You know, it's one thing to physically get beat, but when you get beat mentally in the secondary like that, I, that part I, I, I don't understand. You know, even the one that somewhat was contested by Thompson, he, and I don't know if he was supposed to, they were zoning that guy out of the slot, but Jordan Lewis didn't even reroute the guy. He just stood there and let him go by, nope. and then he stood in space like this, and there wasn't a receiver in 20 yards of him. So what was he supposed to be doing? You know, the other one that the guy ran by down the field, you know, Tr Trayvon Diggs is going with him, and then he backs off, and I don't know if the safeties thought, oh, he's got him covered, and he runs right by the whole secondary. You can't make those mistakes. It, I, 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 that part I didn't understand, and I can't excuse. And once again, here you have 
a situation where someone needs to make a play. Just any play at any time would make a difference in a close game like this one. I almost had my Trayvon uh, Diggs interception. I almost uh, predicted that. I, I was so close, uh, but he didn't catch it. But any one of those instances, when you make turnovers, then you put doubt in the receiver's mind and you put doubt in the quarterback's mind. And we did that from a rush standpoint. But while he was looking down the field, Russell Wilson saw no threats coming at him, and he's had wide receivers wide open running down the field at any time. You have to counter that with not just sacks, because sacks won't do it. You have to counter that with turnovers, and that will give you momentum. And like I said, it puts doubt in the, uh, in the quarterback's mind. You know, I think uh, any quarterback can learn a lot from, from watching Russell Wilson. And, you know, Dak would be well served watching him, I think, uh, from the standpoint of him taking care of the ball. And, you know, and we looked, at, looked up his stats uh, or his sacks last year. I think he was sacked 48 times last year. He was sacked four times in this game. The big thing he, he doesn't do is turn the football over. I think he was only five picks last year. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, a sack is not a good thing. But you could see, and, and you talked to uh, Everson about his pocket presence. And, That's you know, the Cowboys, the Cowboys were getting decent pressure on him at times. It wasn't, probably wasn't consistent enough. But, you know, he's, he's, he is, has the ability to let plays develop. Uh, and, in fact, um, Troy was calling the game, and he talked about some of the stuff being coverage sacks or, or nearly coverage sacks, that there were times the Cowboys seemed to be doing a good job. But I think yes. a lot of that, too, was Russell is patient in the pocket where he lets things develop and uh, can see the whole field and so forth. And, uh, I mean, credit to him for having that ability. And I think that is um, – you know, being a veteran quarterback, the maturity of a veteran quarterback and understanding it, that it's not the end of the world to take a sack. You know, one of the critical um, uh, scenarios in that game was with a minute left in the first half, and uh, the Cowboys throw the interception, and um, the Seahawks were able to convert that into a touchdown. And I don't know, Mickey, I'm sure you're going to go off on the double uh, penalty, and they, they uh, pick up the flag on the Cowboys uh, that on the completion of Greg, was it Olsen down the sideline? Yeah. Down to the one yard yes, line? that was Olsen down the sideline. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, we're, we're going to, we're not going to, we're not going to worry about the Seahawk penalty on this one. It's the Cowboy penalty. Uh, you know, I don't know that Jalen, Jalen did not push him out of bounds. He, the initial shove sent him to the sideline and he was losing his balance and he fell out of bounds. I don't know what the official, uh, rules are on that, but uh, that was that was a bad break for the Cowboys. Uh, you know, you you throw the pick and then you give up seven there. Uh, that's that's a tough one. You know, where you're down 23-15 at halftime instead of 16-15. Well, yeah, and it wasn't just that one. I I think they had a third down stop, and Russell Wilson's out of the pocket. He's way out of the pocket, and I forgot. I think it was Worley ran into the wide receiver. And they called him for a legal contact. I thought when the quarterback was out of pocket, you helped me, Everson. I thought once he's out of the pocket, you can hit a wide receiver, no matter where he's at. Uh, and, I, and I thought that it was a ticky. Because tiki. if the quarterback is out of the pocket, 
he has the, uh, the propensity to run. Right. So now he becomes a runner, and the wide receiver is a potential blocker. And if he's a potential blocker, then all bets are off. And, and they called they called interference, and they went, or, or holding, and they wasn't holding. They both ran into each other, and, and he's outside the pocket. How do they call that? And that's a significant play. So, yeah, I, I mean, there was a couple of those weird calls in this game. Uh, and, and then kind of the unfortunate one on their two-point conversion when they got to redo after Tristan Hill uh, clobbered, you know, Russell Wilson in, in the shoulder or head, the whatever head. he yeah. hit, uh, and they yeah, got a redo. Like shoulder to me. Looked yeah, that's what I me. thought, right. you know. And, and they said on TV yeah. that it was head-to-head, -head you know. No, it wasn't head-to-head -head contact. He hit that, him on the shoulder. It surely was not head-to-head. -head. No, it was not head-to-head. If anything, it was hand-to-head, -head, and I don't think it, it hit him on the head. I thought it hit him on the shoulder. That's what it, it certainly looked I, like. I, I, must, I, I have to ask you, in regards to these, how do you bring a player down uh, with, with, if he's in the pocket versus if he's a runner, when uh, the young man, I believe it was uh, Wagner, he grabbed Zeke by the, yes. uh, by the, ear, ear, the ear hole. Like the back of his helmet. What, it, what a... Isn't that also a uh, face mask? I wasn't sure about that, but I didn't know you could grab someone by the head anywhere under the helmet at any time. I, th I just assumed that that was also either a horse collar or considered a face mask. Maybe I, I'm wrong. Maybe no, I'm wrong. I thought it was a horse collar too. I mean, what's, what's more dangerous, grabbing the guy by the shoulder pads or grabbing him by the, 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 the back of his helmet and yanking him down? Basically the neck, yeah. yeah, grabbing him by the neck and slinging him down, yes. And the referee was right there. I don't know if we can throw challenges there, but as we talk about the, I guess, incompetence or question uh, the incompetence of the referees, I think the Cowboy coaching staff should also be on point to make sure and bring these up to them in the future because, and when I say the future, that means uh, future, just future plays, not future games. But future plays because that could be a factor when it comes to another critical part of the ball game where a, a, a flag is not called. I think that they have to have some type of quality control on the sidelines. I'm sure they do. We always did. I'm sure every NFL team has quality control on the sidelines in regards to someone needs to check the ref in regards to how consistent they are in the calls that they make. Sky Judge. Sky right, Judge. We're just getting started. We're just. <laughs> We're getting started here on a mix shots of Monday afternoon quarterbacking, and we continue in just a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on auto data compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. 
Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back, back, to Mick Shots. Celebrating styles and design worn by players and coaches over the last 60 years, the Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop introduces the new era 1960 headwear collection. Find the full assortment at your nearest Cowboys Pro Shop and on shop.dallascowboys.com. Mickey, do you have any headwear there in the SWBC Mortgage Studios today to show us? I had it last week, and I didn't bring it down this week. Things got a little bit rushed to fit Uh everything in I needed to do before this show started. It doesn't go with his outfit, Bill. Any Cowboys gear goes with whatever Mickey is wearing. That's right. You know that. Let's get it right. That's right. I'm, I was uh, trying to look up the rule on the face mask. Um, uh, twisting, turning, or pulling the mask. Um, only? Mask only? Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's mask only. But you're right. In, in, in that case, when you're grabbing around the bottom of the back of the helmet, it has the same effect of pulling the face mask. They need to. They need to address that rule. If it's if it's I'm not included, I'm pretty sure that they have talked about that. You, you have so many instances where. Yeah, I thought so too. Off. Yeah. Yeah, in in many ways, right. it's not just uh, by the face mask. It's great. If it's not a twist, turn, or now that has something to do with it, I guess a twist, turn, or pull. I don't have enough time to. to I'd look have it all to up say right. that he was definitely pulled down. Yeah. No, no <laughs> doubt. Twisted, no doubt. Twisted yeah, before the, he went down. <laughs> Yeah. So, but anyway, um, there's there's so much to get into. Uh, Mickey, where would you like to go next? You know what? I I thought I'd point out, uh, and and Everson pointed it out in his uh, first uh, segment rant. uh, Alden Alden Smith, (laughs) uh, the guy, if, if I got my stats right, I know he had three sacks, okay? He also ends up with four quarterback hits. So now, in three games, he's got four sacks. And in his contract, if he ends up with uh, eight sacks, he gets an extra $500,000. He's halfway to it in three games. If he gets ten sacks, he has a million-dollar incentive. So... Wow! It, it has been phenomenal what he's been able to do, uh, and, and they kind of moved him around. You know, he was on the right side, then he went to the left side, uh, and if somebody else could come along with him 
you know, they, they ended up uh, hitting Russell Wilson eight times. And, and, and he gets sacked, what was it, four, five times or four times? Uh, four times. They just need, a, they need something else in the middle. At least Antoine Woods helped out. And 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 got yes, us, got that sack that time. They get they're getting no push from the middle, none whatsoever. In fact, I thought I thought I thought uh, uh, Smith should have been credited with it. That should have been a should've, split sack, a there, half a sack each, right? Yeah, he would have half had four a and a half, yeah, so or three and a half, three and a half, three and a half in that case. Um, well, he got it and, on and my notes. It's good seeing Antoine. You know, but Antoine, they needed that out of somebody else, one of the interior guys, uh, being able to, to put some pressure up the middle on him. And, and uh, Antoine has that ability. And they're not, they're not, not sure, they're guys, getting. If it's a by game plan, but when you have Russell Wilson, it seems as if when it was time, I don't know if it was by design or not, but it seemed as if they were able to keep the, the, the two tackles at bay on the pass rush. While our defensive ends was clearly being forced outside, and Russell was able to step up almost any time he wanted to, especially on those key third down plays. I'm not sure if that's by design or not, but it seemed to work perfectly for him. And as much as Alden was coming around the outside, as much as Demarcus was coming around the outside, they were doing nothing but leaving a big gap uh, for Russell to pretty much have a clear view of the of the, the the field and I thought that was uh, I, I thought that just has to be by design or at least something that Russell anticipated because of the way the game was going on that's why I say it's a chess match he you know that's something that he doesn't have to tell anybody else that's something that Russell Wilson himself would probably recognize and use it to his advantage yeah, it was almost like they put a bigger right. priority in blocking them up the middle than they did on the edges. That's true, because they know the edges are coming around. They, they know that all they have to do is just give them a shoulder or a pathway outside, and they must take it. And all Russell does is faint as if he's doing his uh, normal drop back, and as soon as he plants, he sees the discrepancy there in the middle, and he takes advantage of it. Uh, on the rule on the face mask, not that we need to dwell on this at all, but no player shall grasp and control, <coughs> twist, turn, push, or pull the face mask or helmet opening of an opponent in any direction. If a player grasps an, an opponent's face mask or helmet opening, he must immediately release it. If he does not immediately release it and controls his opponent, it is a foul. That's so, a personal file. That's a personal ear, file. The ear hole, would that be an, an opening on the helmet? <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> or underneath the backside, that's open. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All of it's All open. Right. All of it's that's open. That's our interpretation of it anyway. All right. Yes, um, it is. All right, Mickey. Yes. How about, give me a positive. What's a, what's, what's, give me a positive that came out of this. Despite... The lack of coverage, I mean, the lack of protection, Dak still throws for 472 yards. 472. No Cowboy quarterback has done that in back-to-back -back games, 450 or more. 
Uh, and, and, you know, he was under siege quite a bit. Now, he only got sacked twice, but he got hit ten times. They had ten quarterback hits. Wow. And, and here's my question. Did not know that. Now, wow. I, somebody, you know, there it's being thrown out there that Terrence Steele had, uh, you know, food poisoning or stomach problem before the game. Uh, he had to take IVs, and uh, then they ended up taking him out. I was thinking they should have made that move long time ago. Why did they wait till there was 6.47 left in the third quarter? Put Zach Martin out at tackle. At least protect him from that side. And after they made that move on the offensive line, moving Zach out, Looney to guard, and Biotish uh, to center, they went down and drove 94 yards for a touchdown. I believe yes, they, they drove did. another 89 for a touchdown and then drove 70 for a field goal. They racked up 253 yards of total offense on those three successive drives, scoring 17 points. So uh, I, I just think that's got to be a thought if Lael Collins is not able to come back. And it sure sounded like from what Stephen Jones said on his radio interview this morning uh, that uh, he may be a little further out than uh, what we thought. And so if he can't come back and Tyron can't come back, they can't put those two young offensive tackles back out there again. Everybody's got tape on it now. They know what's coming or not coming. So and they're, they're taking you advantage know what's of it. This week? Yes, I you know. know Some guy named week, Miles Garrett. <laughs> and I'm sure he's fired he up too from? because everybody from, everybody from Dallas that didn't get drafted by the Cowboys they're pissed off, right? So they're all fired up. <laughs> That's right. He'll have hey, a he on his shoulder too. What's that? Where's he from, Bill? Tell me where he's from. Arlington Martin. He's from Arlington, Arlington Martin. Martin. In fact, he oh, won yes, the Landry Award. Uh, the Tom Landry Award as the best high school football player in North Texas and then went to Texas A&M and uh, Cleveland Browns. And now has how the... Many awards, how many awards does Tom Landry have out there? I have two <laughs> <of them> myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get them in high school. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that, this award didn't start until about 10, 10 or 11 years ago. Um you know, and by the way, Miles Garrett happens to be, unless it's changed since he signed the contract this summer, the highest paid defensive play, defensive player, defensive lineman in the National Football League. Um, so there, there's that. And uh, I, I have to say, Bill, before you continue, uh, you talk about uh, the problems you have uh, with the offensive line. You can see that it was also affecting and what he was trying to do in the ball game. You just didn't have a connection between all of the offensive linemen. Uh, one thing that the Seahawks are good at, regardless of what kind of problems they're having, they've always been able to pray, play the run well. The only exception, exception to that throughout the past has been against the Dallas Cowboys. But for some reason, this particular time, and maybe because of the injuries, maybe because of uh, we didn't have the continuity, in regards to the, uh, the offensive linemen that we've usually had, they were able to take advantage of our hesitancy uh, in regards to the blocks that we were supposed to make. So even though uh, uh, Zeke didn't get the yards that he wanted, what you're going to see in the future, teams are going to uh, start playing us pass first. That's okay. going to put a lot of pressure on the passing game. 
So we need to take a look at that development as we move forward. How well, is Dak going to continue to put these numbers up while teams are going to continue to start putting more DBs out there? And eventually, they might even stop start playing those uh, amoeba defenses against us at all times. In other words, you know, very few linemen and a lot of linebackers. You know, and, and along those lines, Everson, uh, the, the, I went back and looked at it trying to figure out uh, – you know, it was there a certain play that uh, Terrence Steele did not make uh, on the previous drive that, that led them. That was kind of the final straw. we got to make a change here. On the fourth and one play on the what was the Cowboys' second possession of the third quarter where Zeke barely got the first down. Boy, Steele we got lucky got, on that one, didn't we? With Steele, Steele got driven back into the backfield by L.J. Collier, the defensive end out of uh, TCU. I mean, he basically one hand just just uh, stoned him and, and drove him back into the and, – and Zeke had to adjust on his run because he had to go around Steele. Uh, so, I mean, that may have played a factor because at that point – you know, they, they basically made the decision with uh, Mickey with 11 minutes left in the third quarter. They were making the change. That's when the Cowboys' drive ended. But then Seattle had the ball until the six-and-a-half-minute mark. And so that's when it, uh, it manifested for us watching. Um, but I think that was the one play that was glaring that, uh, that Steele uh, got beat on a play um, leading up to that. Uh, and, by the way, the stats for Dak – which would have been in the final 21 minutes and 38 seconds of the game. After they made that switch on the offensive line, he was 20 out of 29 for 274 yards and two touchdowns. That was the final 21 minutes of the game. He passed for 274 yards and two touchdowns. Well, I think that so should be a plan going forward. Now? I was going to ask, do we have a new offensive line now? Do we have a new lineup? I mean, they I just mean, can't get to me. They can't get five guys out there to play together for any amount of time. You know, and, and, and maybe the same thing on the defensive line. You know, Demarcus Lawrence, I think he only, I think he only played 20, let me see here. Uh, he played 31 snaps, so 41% of the snaps. Now, at least he got out there. And, and, and he was getting penetration. I know he didn't get a sack, but he had a couple tackles, and, and he, he was, was kind. He was making a pest of himself. He sure did. Uh, but again, yep. you yes, know, they need more. Yes. They need more. They just can't have one or two guys uh, doing that. And then same thing on the offensive well, one, line. One These guys we... just aren't playing together enough, uh, and, and they keep switching things out. All I know is when this happened last year, and they had both of their starters missing that that one game. And uh, I, I was like, okay, so Jason Garrett, who's the next, who's the next tackle up if one of those, those guys get hurt? And he basically looked at me, raised his eyebrows, and he goes, probably Zach Martin. <laughs> we, you know, it was almost like we can't be fooling around with these other guys. We got to protect our quarterback. Nope. We need a real player. And one other thing now, uh, you start talking about the uh, different options that we have. Uh, I like uh, Zeke in regards to uh, how, how we're trying to get him the ball. We're trying to be very creative because we weren't running well. But when we start throwing these screen passes, gotta catch first him. of all, the passes have to be better. And he's got to catch them. They gave him, I think they gave him four drops. Oh. I have to say that Dak that, that should share in two of those drops because, you know, you just got to get it to him better. You need to put it in a better place because when you're going out for a screen pass 
You know you got the, it's a, it's a, 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 a decoy move. So while you're trying to set the, off, the defensive lineman up, I want to be able to catch that ball quickly and turn around and see where I got to go. And there are times when Dak just didn't put it in a friendly spot. Yes, he should have caught them. He would never blame Dak for that. But I, I'd give Dak, I'd give him half of those, uh, those two drops that he had. All right, we continue with more mixed shots in just a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women who get together every week, proudly wearing the star, to share a three-hour-long ritual of cheering, shouting at the TV, and raising their Miller light together while yelling, how about them boys? You call it Miller Time and Cowboys Nation. Here's to the only beer of the Cowboys celebrating 60 years of greatness. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back, back, back to mixed shots. Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. Yes. <laughs> Is Mickey there? Mickey well, you know what, Chris? Me? You should have told me that. Does your Cowboys <laughs> fandom go beyond the game? As part of the NFL Fan of the Year contest, we're launching a search for one extraordinary Cowboys fan who's a positive influence and inspires others through their love of the game. Visit NFL.com slash Fan of the Year now to learn more and nominate today. And guess what? I'm not a quarterback, so I don't have to take the fault for guys dropping my passes. <laughs> oh, that was a false start there. We got penalized five yards there. That's okay. I, 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 he was dealing with a high-maintenance client. That would be me. <laughs> That's right. And by the way, I wanted to add this stat, too. Prescott threw three touchdowns of 40-plus yards or more in the game, right? Broke a record that the three Cowboy quarterbacks had. Craig Morton, Tony Romo, and Dak Prescott all once had three. 
How about that? So they he tied it. I'm sorry. Uh, they all had three 40 or more uh, yard touchdown passes. Rather incredible. You know, I, I, we talk about something positive, Bill. What about number 11? Yes, yes. Where did he come from? We, we lose Amari Cooper, and we don't miss a beat. Am I right? Well, they they kind of he kind of spelled them at times to give him some, uh, so he didn't have to play the entire game with that foot that was bothering him. But ever since he okay. had a a sparkling training camp, he was doing that stuff in training camp, and you could see Dak trust really? him because he would go to him when they got in those team situations. So, uh, you know, he's been hurt those first two years. He was on and off injured reserve. He was never healthy. Now he's healthy, and he's got that ability. I mean, he ran away from people. It's not the fact that he just caught the ball. Yes. He ran away from people. So now you got four Usually receivers. when you catch a, a receiver who usually when you catch a receiver you know first time in the game he gets a chance and oh my god here comes the ball they usually catch it and then their feet stop working their whole brain stops working they're they're content with the reception and but this guy ready to go to the house every time he touches the ball now the two touchdowns were amazing but it was a first down on a bubble screen that may have impressed me even more i think it was only third and two third and three, we had this complicated uh, uh, option read bubble screen. Uh, way too much for a third and two or a third and three. But thank God it turned out. And it turned out because he was able to make a, a last second move on the linebacker before getting blasted. That would have prevented him from making that first down. He saw the guy coming, made an instinctive move, linebacker misses him, he goes forward for about three or four more yards. I think that first down was probably as big as his second touchdown that he made. We needed that drive to continue. Five catches, 107 yards, and uh, two touchdowns for uh, Cedric Wilson. And by the way, because I think he, he was spelled not only Cooper, but also C.D. Lamb there in the second half, maybe Gallup yes. a little bit too. When you throw the football 57 times for 472 yards and you're throwing it downfield like the Cowboys are, you need all five of your receivers. I mean, Noah Brown was getting a lot of playing time there late in the game as well. Uh, You know, we talk so much about the three-headed monster at wide receiver. If they're going to throw the ball 57 times, and, and they don't want to throw the ball 57 times, they want to play from ahead in these games, and then you're not having to throw for over 400 yards and 57 passes. But if, but in this type of offense, you need those five receivers. Just be, I, I was thinking at the end of that game, I, I, in fact, I said to uh, my wife, we were watching it, I'm, I'm like, these receivers have to be so gassed right now. On that last drive, I mean, think about uh, just how many miles they had logged just running routes yesterday. Yeah, especially on the last drive when they weren't allowing him to get downfield and he was having to throw everything underneath. And so they're making all that effort and they're not getting anything because he can't get the ball down the field because they had those safeties almost 20 yards deep on that entire drive. They weren't going to let anything behind them. But you know what? Having said that, uh, on that near sack uh, that he spun out of and, and it got intercepted in the end zone, I see what he saw 
He just didn't get enough on the ball because he had two receivers behind all the defenders. That's all it was. If he had gotten it up a little higher, a little further, Michael Gallup's going to yes. make that catch. I yes. guarantee you he would have. Uh, and that, yes. that was the that you yes. know everybody I goes oh what is what is he doing well I saw what he was trying to do he just didn't get enough on it yeah and yep. I and you know maybe well, in yeah, his mind and maybe in his mind that that play probably felt like it was 20 seconds long and he's thinking exactly. I'm, I'm running it's out of time <laughs> I gotta go right <laughs> and, and if he would have taken if he would have just dumped that off onto the sidelines and all of a sudden it's only there's nothing on the clock. Yeah. It would have been the, like the bonehead <laughs> play of the year. And I agree with you, Spags. From all of that stumbling around, you're in the pocket and all of that, I don't have time to look and see what the play clock is doing or what a game clock is. I'm going for it. He did it. It was not a good pass, but it was the best he could do. Uh, I'm with you, Spags. That, they had to be running a whole yeah, lot of passes. 16 and, seconds. And like you said, Bill, running a whole lot of pass routes. I believe there was 16 seconds there was. on the clock when that ball was snapped. So and, it was a 10-second. It, it felt to me like watching it that it took more than 16 seconds. It ended up being a it ended up being a 10-second play because it ended at 06. So yeah, I'm sure in his mind he was like, God, I've been doing this forever. I I, I got to go. I got to throw it. <laughs> That's one of those things where it's so easy for us watching in a press box or at home watching on television because we can see what the clock said when when. He's under duress, and it was such a remarkable athletic play just to keep his balance. Ooh, the man. game was over if his knee hits the ground there. Yes. Uh, and, and so at that point, his head was – not only his body was spinning, but his head had to be spinning so much. He did, and, I, and I saw exactly on the replay, Mickey, what you're talking about too. At the time that he had to make the decision to pull the trigger on it, you can see from that end zone shot – that they had a, he had a couple of guys there, but they collapsed quickly guys. on it. You're right. Yeah, yeah this is right. this isn't like the yeah. NBA when you can sit there and dribble and you're looking at the basket and there's a timer right above the the backboard, right? You don't have time to kind of That's oh right. where where's the time in the stadium here? Oh, oh okay, I, I can throw this out of bounds. <laughs> I get a I get a hill mary. And next. nobody's getting nobody's getting nobody's getting no one's getting hit in basketball either. Yeah, okay? right. <laughs> you're getting hit in the head like there that. It's a totally different. Awareness problem that you have, yes. <laughs> All right, that does it for a Monday edition of Mix Shots. Uh, Mike McCarthy has his Monday after press conference around four o'clock this afternoon. So look for that on DallasCowboys.com, and we will see you again uh, tomorrow at one thirty live for another edition of Mix Shots. Make it a great Cowboys. Monday. Hockey Mickey tonight. Hockey Cowboys. tonight. That's right. Good night. Good night. Go stars. Go stars, yeah. baby. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!